Well, I guess you just have to be prepared to die. Well, what? Cell phones, pay attention. I tell you, you start counting five like a sucker. to keep working i haven't mm-hmm. noticed any any change here however yeah. still, i would still consider myself new because i'm um in a, on a professional level i've been like six months in the industry so i would say that i haven't experienced much uh yet but definitely i haven't uh i haven't observed any big impact of covid you know on my situation so it's I'm getting a lot of uh, work recently. Like I said, November was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's good though. Like that's good because I know it's been slow for a lot of people. So. Yeah, I mean, from my friends from the industry, I've heard different things that they've been definitely affected uh, by COVID. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, mm-hmm. but the good thing is that if you create your own content, then you can uh, work from home. <laughs> And that was great too. Um, I've heard that uh, a lot of producers also they switch to like filming online, which I I haven't never tried this, but I mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of cool and that's great that there is that new opportunity that you can uh, yeah. eventually have if you don't have any other options to film, you know. So for sure, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, did you like? Were you nervous in the beginning? You know, like whenever you first started, were you kind of like skeptical or nervous about? getting involved in the, the industry? Well, of course I was. And I, <laughs> I still am in certain circumstances, in certain situ- mm-hmm. situations. But um, the good thing is that I've been in a swingers world for like uh, 10 years, I would say. Of course, okay. I wasn't doing it like on very regular basis, but I, I've definitely been doing it. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've, I've actually, um, I think that it, it definitely helped me to uh to be able to like expose myself like uh nudity wise um mm-hmm. i actually had that uh you know experience when uh, i was in swingers club one day and like uh, having sex in front of like so many people other couples watching you know and it was it was a quite of an experience you know i, I and i guess um it liked uh, i definitely like to be watched that was my um Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I, I I definitely took from this experience, and um, then you know I uh, I got a I met a friend who was working in the industry, so she kind of um, she kind of introduced me to the to the industry, and I'm like why 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 not to try you know uh, that was like always really exciting to me, mm-hmm. and uh, we've actually um, did a few scenes together too, but that was like a few years ago. So probably those videos are uh, somewhere in the internet. <laughs> Haven't seen them though, but that's what we did a few years ago. But like I told you before, um, I, be- I believe um, I started like six months ago, like for mm-hmm. real. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm still nervous uh, from time to time, but like I said, nudity is not a big aspect of it. However, mm-hmm. um, role-playing it is 
<laughs> because I wouldn't, that was actually something that I, I wasn't expecting that there will be like so much acting um, yeah. involved, you know? So I'm pretty expressive person and I like to have fun like um, with people, uh, not only like uh, sexual wise, but like in general. So I, I, it kind of helped for sure. But like I said, it's still, it's still very challenging, but that makes a, you know, a fun part of it too. So yeah. I, I like it definitely. Lots of interesting aspects, lots of challenges and you can't get bored, you know, <laughs> in this industry. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So do you consider yourself like, you know, even before you got into the industry, like a sexually confident person? Cause it seems like to, to have sex, like in front of people, you have to be very confident about yourself. Yeah, you're right. I think I've been building it all over here because I, I was a shy person. Like, I think uh, um, I've gone through like a, um, a, like a long, long path to build that confidence. You know, it's been yeah. a long journey, but it's great. In this sense, I definitely consider it a, a great experience um, and it made me who I am right now. So um definitely right now i can I'm, i can tell that i'm a i'm a confident or sex, sexually confident person yeah yeah but does that like sexual confidence um like kind of bleed through to like your regular life like just in general being a more confident person yeah like not even just sexually yes uh definitely definitely because you know um i believe not many people can do what i do right now and uh I've been fighting like with myself to to break the ice on in different situations. It's not easy, but yeah. when you finally were able to achieve what you, what you were you what you wanted, then mm -hmm. it definitely uh, it, it's it's a big thing. It makes you way more confident, way more happier, and you feel like mm -hmm. there is nothing like you can do. So yeah. it's not affecting only like sexual life, but I would say like every single area of, of your life yeah yeah for sure mm -hmm. so do you think that there's because i feel like there's a lot of people who have these misconceptions about like yeah. the adult film industry that it's you know that, that there isn't any confidence that the reason that there are that the people who do porn mm -hmm. have like low self-esteem like they're broken people like there's a lot of people that say things like that but like, do you think that that's just a misconception that people have? Like, where do you think that comes from? Like, why people think that? Because it, the people that I've talked to, none of them are that seem that way. They're very like confident, empowered, mm -hmm. like driven. Like, there, there's no signs of being mm -hmm. like a broken person. You know what I mean? I mean, of course. Uh, you know what? Like, uh, I would say in each industry, you will find like people who are addicted. Who are like broken who have uh some like uh emotional issues because it depends um well like it comes from like a different like paths of life you know and it's not necessarily related to the industry you work at so it yeah. like um most likely it's probably the result of your like childhood and mm -hmm. uh, circumstances you were uh in like probably like uh as a teenager or as a child, um, porn actually, well, I would honestly say that uh, what you describe as a stereotype, which I also had in my in my mind, yeah. 
I don't know where it's coming from. Maybe, um, maybe people um, who make that judgment, they think that um, people who work in, uh, uh, who are sex, sex workers, that they party all the time, they travel, they wanna have fun, they wanna drink, they wanna do drugs and all that stuff. And from that list, I honestly uh, <laughs> love to travel and, and uh, have fun, but not only like sexually, you know, but I'm a very like uh, normal, like uh, next door girl, you know, I don't do drugs, I don't drink, occasionally, yes. But so that's, that's where, it, where it's coming from. Like that stereotype of person, like she, uh, she's a um, female talent and he's a, a, a male talent. So, oh, he loves sex, he loves drugs and, and they do all, all that, you know, crazy stuff. But no, actually uh, you would be, I mean, you, you won't be surprised because you've already um, talked to so many people from the industry, but I thought so. Like th this, this was my misconception that uh, I actually kind of thought that uh, people from porn, porn industry are like that, but it turned out that they are very, very normal people. Most of them having uh, like great relationships, families, you know, being so like tolerant to one another, which you wouldn't even observe in like uh, um, other areas of life, other industries, like people like <laughs> my so-called vanilla friends, they like most of the people getting divorced, arguing with their partners, they are like, uh, they're having so many, many issues, you know, and it's just so sad to look at it. And here in porn, like everyone is so optimistic. They're like uh, business oriented, very professional mm -hmm. and very nice, um, respectful. Of course, not all of them because professionalism and respect are my um, like uh, most important things that I would like people to have uh, when, when they collaborate with each other. This is very important to me. I, I would consider myself very respectful and very professional. And I also mm -hmm. respect, uh, expect that from, from people I work with. So, yeah. yeah, for sure. And I think that there's a lot of trust <laughs> in like when you're filming a scene, like you have to really trust the person that you're with. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you find that, that like you need to build some kind of connection with them like some trust and maybe if not necessarily a friendship but at least like in a professional sense like a professional trust oh yes it's extremely important because um we gotta have some kind of connection uh it doesn't really have to be a friendship but there has to be a good vibe, good energy, you know, because yeah. if you don't have that energy and a good vibe, the scene is not going to work. Because <laughs> uh, either myself or uh, the person who I work with will get stressed mm -hmm. out. And it's not easy for guys, as you figured, probably. I want them to feel okay with me. So I'm very mm -hmm. uh, down to earth. I, I, I would say I'm very down to earth and I'm very friendly to people. So I, my, my, uh, my goal is to make them feel comfortable around me. And when I meet people, that's my expectation as well. I want people to be, you know, just nice, you know, and um, just nice and uh, respectful friendly yeah. and uh, without like um, unnecessary drama, of course, because that's important mm -hmm. as well. And yeah, and people who just wanna wanna have fun, but like, uh, it's not about sex. It's more about creating a good content. And of course, we have to remember that we're all business oriented. We wanna make money of it. So it's not that we're like all like sex addicts or something. Like we're perceived maybe sometimes, you know. So that's that's what matters, you know.
Yeah, for sure. I think that, you know, obviously porn is a fantasy. Like it's not necessarily real, but you still want their, like you want like me, the viewer Mm -hmm. to feel like there's something real, like some real connection, like, like that you might actually like this person, like maybe not in a romantic way, but you still enjoy being around them and you enjoy filming the scene. Like, cause I don't want to see a scene where like you don't look like you're having fun. Exactly. You're not like, like feeling comfortable or not to say like scared or that you, <laughs> that the viewer will be like, oh, that person seems like she's not enjoying it. Like she, it's definitely not the place for her to be at, you know? So yeah. yeah. Like I want it to be like, seem fun. Like I want it to seem like it's fun for everybody. Cause it's fun for me to watch and it should be fun for you and the person you're with. Like, right. Yeah. I think, do you think that being in like being in the adult film industry is an empowering thing? Like that it can be empowering for, especially like a female talent. Um, well, yeah, I, I would definitely, I would definitely say it, it, it's been empowering, uh, especially for myself um because you know like even before um before my start in the industry i've seen a uh, woman who became um successful business owners because of their um career in porn you know mm-hmm. and uh actually i would i would tell you that like uh so many so many women they work like their nine to five jobs which mm-hmm. they're not happy with uh they are forced to work with certain people and here we are able to select people we want to work with, you know? So that's, uh, that's a freedom. That's where the, the power starts, that you can basically manage your life. And if there is a month you don't want to work, you skip it. You, like, uh, you do the vacation and, and enjoy your life to the fullest. Next month, you can just work your ass off, like I've been working uh, you know, in November. So this is amazing. The, um, you know the freedom of choice uh so um i i know how how it is to work like nine to five job mm-hmm. and uh switching to porn um it gives you so much freedom like uh in so many many ways you know so yeah, yeah it's it's definitely it's definitely empowering yeah yeah exactly and you have control right. like everything like if if you because i'm a type of person that I'm okay with failing if I know that it was because of me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't like working a nine to five job. Like you have a boss, and there's all these rules that you have to go by. Right. So there's no control. Like I want control over, like whether I succeed or not. But you and you have that, like for yeah. sure. And this is this is a great aspect that you just uh, brought up the to have the control over something. Mm-hmm. I think when you don't have control over certain things that are happening in your life, um, you're just getting so frustrated and, and mm-hmm. makes you feel so miserable. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a great, great thing um, to, to be able to, to manage your life in, in, that, in that sense, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Control is the most important thing to me, like it's, you know, as far as like a career. So it's, I think it's great that, like you and people that are in that industry mm-hmm. have complete control over whether you like of everything of what you want to do, what kind of scenes you want to film. Like, do you have, 
you know, whenever you're going to do a scene, mm -hmm. are there like limits of things that like you don't want to do? Like things that you're like, I'm, I'm not going to do this. I don't feel comfortable with this. Like, um, sure. <laughs> uh, well, I would say anything related to, um, physical pain, um, mm -hmm. or like, uh, physical abuse, you know, I don't like any crazy extreme stuff. Yeah. Uh, when we talk about life on Dutch, it's okay. And I've been filming it before. I've been filming mm -hmm. it with uh, people who are um, more like, I consider them more like very like, uh, like friends in the, from the industry. So um, I actually realized uh, it's nice to try because if you don't try, you won't, you won't be able to say if it's something for you or not. So mm -hmm. I don't say I'm not going to do this or that. I would probably try, but then like I said, uh, uh, when I was filming the the, the light bondage, because it wasn't anything like big or crazy, I realized yeah. it's not necessarily for me. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe the control aspect has something to do with it because I like to be in control. And when I <laughs> when I film the bondage, I feel like I'm losing that control and I don't really feel comfortable, you know? Right. And yeah. I, you know, maybe it's just something that I'm not ready at this stage of career because when I, you know, experience different things over years, I'll probably like, oh, it's just acting. Why yeah. you? Why am I overanalyzing it? You know, but at this point, you know, I have my list of things that I don't really like to do and things that are still on my bucket list. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that I can understand the control thing because I'm the same way. Like, I don't. I want to be like dominant yeah you know, controlling like in the you know like sexually like I don't want to be I don't want to be like tied to anything like yeah no like but I I can I get what you're saying for sure like what is like what is on your bucket list of of like content <laughs> I think you were gonna ask me that question <laughs> <laughs> well uh so here is the thing I actually I like anal and I like <laughs> I'll be straightforward with you. I like it in my personal life. And uh, yeah, it gives me, it sometimes, uh, you know, uh, I definitely treat it as, as an, an alternative to regular sex. Um, yeah, and I really, really enjoy it. So I would say um, for sure, I'm going to do anal uh, as I've never done this before um, on the set and probably um, the double penetration as well. Because okay. it's something that is uh, turning me on and I, I definitely would like to try it. Um, um, we will see, cause like uh, filming anal is a little more challenging when you're mm -hmm. like uh, on the set, cause you're yeah. losing that, like uh, um, the, the aspect of feeling like so comfortable. Like when you're at home and you can have like a drink, relax, whew, easy. <laughs> when you're on set, well, it becomes a little uh, more challenging. But like I said, I like challenges. so. This is definitely something that I, I would put on my on my bucket list. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it would be a challenge, but it's a challenge that you enjoy. So yeah. it's it's less challenging to do. I mean, that I'm not forcing myself to do, right? Right, exactly. Like it's something that you, that you already have your mind made up that you want to you want to do it. It's just yeah. working it out. But yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. What about like if any producers are watching me, this is something that try to convince me to do it on set. I don't know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> do you, 
like are there different like fetishes that you want to like do you have like a bucket list for that like different like fetishes or like you know things that you want to try like not even just like a position like anal or something like that but like you know like different scenarios different like role playing like foot fetish like that kind of stuff I have done a lot of fetish scenes already for some reason uh i don't know um a lot of producers were reaching out to me uh regarding the since where when i where i'm like a dominant person so who knows maybe they they perceive me that way <laughs> yeah. so i've kind of experienced those i did a lot of tickling and i'm kind of tired of it <laughs> but i'm doing pretty good of those i would say uh <laughs> But um, I would definitely try food fetish, uh, okay. and um, yeah, I would I would like to explore a little more of that actually. Yeah. Also, I've heard that people who um, the the food fetish uh, producers or people who do the sessions um, are very very nice and friendly, and mm-hmm. there is some kind of like psychological connection, and it's just. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel I also have a lot of empathy for like uh, people, I, I people with different, you know, like fetishes or different desires. So I would like to, you know, um, help them to to make it happen, to fulfill their their, their their deepest desires and fantasies. And psychologically, it's something that I'm very very interested in as well. Me too. Yeah. For sure, I think like the psychology behind fetishes is mm-hmm. very interesting. Like yeah. where it comes from, like why is it, like is, like I talk about it a lot, but foot fetishes are something that I've never understood. Like I never understood. Like I didn't like judge people for it, you know. Yeah. I just didn't get like where does that come from? Because I've never, I've never been attracted to like feet. Like that's just to me, it's like a like an elbow. <laughs> like it's not attractive. It's mm-hmm. but I looked into like where it comes from. I was like, oh, okay, it makes it makes a lot of sense. Right. So I like reading about like where these fetishes come from and why people have them. Yeah, a lot of fetishes. I've been uh, doing a little bit of research too. I don't want to judge either, but um, I will just uh, speak about it like um, in general way that it's probably something that maybe you missed in your childhood or you always wanted to do, uh, mm-hmm. but probably it, it's all coming from things that were maybe forbidden yeah in it you know around your like family members you've seen Mm it you really wanted to do it Uh, i mean however that was pictured as something you know forbidden and uh, maybe that makes it more like um i don't know like appealing to you so like i said it's very very interesting and i and i have a lot of empathy and understanding to people so um yeah, I, I definitely like to to work with fetish producers. Yeah, are there any fetishes that you just don't understand that you're you're like, wow, this is how is this a fetish? You know what I mean? Like, not not that you're judging people that have it, but that you just personally are like, why is this a fetish? Like, this is I don't get it. Um, I would say um the face sitting uh, 
placing on a guy is something very interesting. I, before yeah. I joined the industry, I've never mm -hmm. heard about anything like that. So that's making it maybe a little weird or, mm -hmm. or crazy to me. Because I've heard about food fighting, but not about face sitting. I'm yeah. like, wait a minute, what is that? And why are we, why am I doing it? But then I kind of figured uh, they want to see the dominance, you know? And I, I and I, surprisingly, <laughs> I've done like three or four. I've, I'm getting, and I still, I'm still getting the customs for those. So I guess I'm pretty good at those. <laughs> but um, I, I can't tell you where, where is it coming from? I guess a lot of guys, they like to be dominated by, by women. And most of those guys, they are very strong and powerful guys in their everyday life so they want to feel the difference they want to feel something different yeah for sure i think so too like that's where and a I lot know. of like a lot of men that go to see like a dominatrix yep. they're usually like powerful businessmen like because i'm like a fetish to me the one that i don't like and that i don't understand is like um really like violent like violent sex you know like when you see yeah where you see some whether it's it's not just like a little choking like the real like light choking it's like yeah really it's like degrading you know degrading. yeah exactly like i don't that's one that i just i don't get that yeah. like because I, I don't want to like degrade people degrade. like if i'm having sex with someone i want them to feel like as happy if not more happy than i am Right. So you know what? I totally agree with you. Uh, when I work with uh, one producer, um, I'll, I'll just tell you that I have to do something painful to him. Uh, I told him, listen, uh, <laughs> I don't like to hurt people. I'm a very nice person. Uh, uh, so <laughs> I want to like please everyone, but not in a, in a sense that I want to hurt them. But apparently I'm pretty good at it. So sometimes I would just, uh, you know, it requires probably a little acting. Uh, yeah. my um expressive side of personality probably uh is helping a little bit too so yeah i guess uh and i'm pretty um like understanding and uh and nice to people so they like to work with me on those on those scenes <laughs> i'm yeah. like i don't know if i do <laughs> yeah i i like i mean obviously i'm not in the industry but mm -hmm. i would never want to do like like the real like violent like degrading like like some of them, it just seems like a little too extreme. Yeah. And yeah. I just like, I like it to be like fun. Right. Like that's the best part about sex to me is that it's fun. Like it feels great and you're making someone feel great. Like, yeah, yeah, for, for sure. So okay. how, yeah. Yeah. How long have you been in the U S like um, over 15 years already? Um, okay. I'm actually from Europe and I've got to travel a lot in Europe as well. I've lived in uh, many countries, uh, Italy and Spain among those. Yeah. Um, and then when I moved to United States, I got a chance to live in different states as well. Uh, I, I lived in Illinois um, before I moved to Florida. Uh, yeah. A very different uh, <laughs> yeah. environment. Um, yeah. and, uh, and also weather, people, Mm. Mm -hmm. and the vibe you know and the general yeah. vibe i love it i love uh living in florida everyone is yeah. like so chilled and nice and mm -hmm. you know you have the sea uh you have the beach and you can just uh like 
um, disconnect and reset your mind whenever you want to. So it's beautiful. Um, yeah, and I and I, I love traveling and uh, I, I travel whenever I only have a chance. Of course, COVID uh, impacted it, uh, unfortunately. Um, I'm not able to travel that often as I would like to. Um, however, like I told you before, um, I can, you know, I don't really like uh, flying, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah especially now um, in the, in those difficult COVID times, uh, I've heard so many um, um, like uh, um, I, I've heard from people that a lot of uh, um, a lot of them they just got um, COVID because they were flying, yeah. Uh, so I guess that just kind of risky too. So. Uh, see, I've been traveling 10, 11 hours here to North Carolina uh, with my car. I don't have problem traveling. So, um, yeah, I can make it happen, you know, uh, <laughs> in the car as well. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, whoever uh, is listening to it and also would like to, uh, you know, hire me, like producers from diff different states, uh, feel free to do so. <laughs> I can travel. I love to travel. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Florida's Florida is a very interesting place. Yeah. <laughs> it's it can get a little wild. Mm -hmm. Like there's there's some yeah, there's some weird shit that happens in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. you know what, but I'll tell you, I enjoy my peaceful life uh, in there. Mm -hmm. I'm not uh in the um I mean I'm in the city, but uh I actually live by the lakes, surrounded by the nature. I like yeah my peace you know i like nature mm -hmm. peace, like i have right now surrounded by mountains i love it um after like working a lot with so many people you just mm -hmm. like to uh to be sometimes of course to be yeah. left alone and just you know like look at uh beautiful views through your window yeah that's yeah. me <laughs> for sure i know i'm the same way like i like i i'm a very like i try to keep very peaceful like in my regular life, because I'm not very peaceful in like, you know, other yeah. times. So <laughs> trying to balance yourself out. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Was there something that you know before you came to the U.S.? Like, I'm I'm always fascinated by this. I don't know why, but like, was there something that you were surprised? Like, whenever you came to the U.S., you were surprised to find out you were like like, wow, this is weird that like Americans do this or like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I'll tell you two things. So basically, because okay. one just came to my mind. <laughs> okay. um, well, so first of all, I would say that uh, when I was living in Europe, sometimes people tend to be a little pessimistic uh, about mm -hmm. their lives, their finances. Uh, I think I believe it comes from like uh, um, it's related to historical aspect For and sure. financial aspect. A lot of people struggle in Europe, so um, mm -hmm. uh, I'm not I'm not judging and I'm not surprised. Uh, but mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of pessimism around people from Europe, not not necessarily from Italy, but and and Spain where I, when I where I used to live, but um, from like Eastern European countries. Yeah. For Those sure. people were affected more by a war and history, like I said, mm -hmm. and they, it's it's sad to to uh, to see this, but unfortunately, this is happening. You yeah. travel to US, people welcome you with the smile on their face, and and they are so like nice. They start the um, 
the small talk they're extremely mm -hmm. helpful i don't know if it's uh, always real because you can be happy all the time like person from like a grocery store is always happy but you know what i'd rather take that than than uh the person who is like sad and, and frustrated sometimes it's even good to visualize something uh better mm -hmm. instead of like uh thinking about like all the sad aspect of your life because you can attract the positivity if you're a positive person you will attract positivity and and i i really really believe in that <clears throat> for sure yeah i think that definitely makes a lot of sense that like depending on what part of europe that there would be a lot of pessimism because if you look at you know like what happened to europe like after world war ii especially in world war one like it would be pretty hard to be optimistic Exactly. That, that, <laughs> like, that's, that's where it's coming from yeah yeah because then you know here like we've never had to deal with anything like that really like i mean very small versions of that and so it's easy for us to be like very optimistic and happy and right yeah yeah and you know what and the, and the other very very funny thing which just came to my mind is um when i go to the restaurant and and um i don't like the food or the drink mm -hmm. i can switch it to uh to something else uh and if i don't like it i can i some people they will argue about it and they'll be like i'm not gonna pay for this and things like that you would never ever notice in europe <laughs> no one would even like uh to ask <laughs> uh, if they can uh, switch the drink or they can exchange the food or whatever here well interesting <laughs> i'm not abusing it but at least i know that uh, i can politely ask and and basically share that with the yeah uh, with the manager or whoever that i just don't like it and they will replace it for me but i still I don't feel very confident about doing it because I'm still not used to. I grew up in Europe, and <laughs> it, there are different standards. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't do it either. I know what you're talking about, though. Like people yeah. do it all the time, but I, like, I was raised more to just don't complain. Uh -huh. Like, be, yeah. just be thankful you have some food. Like, so don't like. I, the last thing I'm gonna do is say oh, this isn't good enough. Give me something else. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. It's yeah. Just I would tell you maybe it happened twice in my life because like one was related with uh, some food that um, was causing allergies yeah, well, <laughs> um, yeah. and one cocktail was just so disgusting that I just <laughs> it was just so so sweet and, and horrible that I'm like no I just I just can't drink it I'm sorry is it is it surprising to you like how much like sugar is in our food yeah, that's what I'm talking about the sugar oh my god yeah you know what there are some uh items here uh that i just won't touch uh i i, I don't drink soda i've been raised differently um yeah. i've been drinking uh water and like freshly squeezed juices because mm -hmm. um, you can easily replace like all the all the crap with that oh um, yeah but like i i've noticed here like all the kids are being fed with the uh like pancakes and tons of like maple syrup or like all that crap like how can you avoid obesity problems when you feed your child with all that like crap you know we don't avoid it <laughs> and then 
and then yeah. they drink like uh, three bottles of Sprite or, or, or soda or whatever, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh. No, soda is, is poison. It's the worst thing that you can put in your body like i would rather see a kid smoking a cigarette than drinking a soda I agree. <laughs> like yeah i mean but that's why like when you look like and i'm very guilty of this but like you know we here deal with obesity mm -hmm. way more than any other place i think i mean mm -hmm. i assume that like in most european countries there's yeah. not an obesity yeah. problem not at all because because people don't eat and don't drink the the crappy, yeah. the crappy food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just fascinating to me to hear like what people think who are not from here. Like something that's like, wow, this is weird that you'll do this. Like, yeah, that's and, that's you know, interesting. Like, uh, I've never, I've never noticed um, uh, the food or the uh, the food. Yeah, the food like chicken or eggs. They would, um, they would have a sign that the 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 um. The animals were raised on antibiotics. I'm like, one second. That's what when I first came to US. I'm like, one second. Why? Why does it say that? Because like when I was buying eggs, uh, like in Europe, uh, you, you were just buying eggs, and and you knew you were buying a good product from the from the like the healthy animal, right, from the farm. <laughs> or same with milk, right? Yeah. Like healthy chicken, uh, chickens and all this all that stuff <laughs> yeah. and here no if you if you won't see that information listed you would need to assume that this product contains antibiotics i'm like oh my gosh another yeah. thing which is crazy to me why mm -hmm. so much antibiotics why <laughs> i know it's very interesting that like they have to like it's like a good thing when we find something that isn't just pumped full of like chemicals and yeah. antibiotics so it's yeah and then even the ones that say that there are no antibiotics yeah. still have antibiotics yeah, probably. there's like little there's little things they can do to yeah it's it's very interesting how we're just pumped full of just i don't know maybe good to just uh move to a peaceful place and just start your own farm with your own animals yeah. and just eat, uh, eat your products like farm <laughs> grown you know <laughs> that that would be the best way for sure do you have like a like a bucket list of places that you want to go here in the u.s i mean you travel a lot but are there still some places that you would really like to see yeah uh i would uh since i love snow because you always miss uh things you don't have on on um, daily basis so i have seen yeah. I like mountains and, and snow and I would love to uh, to go to Alaska. That's a little extreme, I know. Okay. Beautiful. I've watched yeah. uh, I've watched a few movies uh, that were mm -hmm. filmed in Alaska and just I love it. I love it. Just so beautiful. Yeah, I'm with you. I would love to go to Alaska. Yeah. Like I've yeah, I mean I really haven't traveled like all that much, but mm -hmm. Alaska would definitely be there and like Colorado like I love places like that yeah Colorado and you know what uh one more and I would like to go uh to Arizona I actually haven't been there yet I've been to California which I love um in terms mm. of like views and landscapes beautiful mountains and sea oh yeah my God, amazing but um I would love to go to Arizona and see Grand Canyon beautiful lots of beautiful beautiful 
um, yeah. go, um, like uh, views in there. Yeah. I went to I went to the Grand Canyon a couple of years back, and it's it's amazing. Breathtaking, right? <laughs> it, yeah, it makes you feel like <laughs> this sounds weird, but it makes you feel like you don't matter. Yeah. Like, like it makes you realize that like, oh, I'm just going to be here for 80 years probably. Mm. And that's it. But this Grand Canyon has been here for billions of years and will still be here billions of years, you know, from now. Unbelievable. Yeah. It makes you think, it makes you like kind of want to move, like go a little faster, like, yeah. like work harder. It's interesting. Like it's, it's very interesting. It makes you feel very small. Yeah, it's like a power of nature, you know. Uh, it's mm -hmm. so like, powerful. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely, well, yeah. I felt this way uh, when I saw clips in California. Uh, yeah. San Diego. What was the name? Uh, La, La Yola? La Yola Park, I believe. Mm -hmm. La oh, La, La, La Jolla. La Jolla, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, La Jolla. La Jolla. Yeah. Oh, my God. One of those yeah. places. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure, for sure. Well, you went to you were in Austin not that long ago, right? Uh, actually, like six years ago. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay, okay. But Austin has a lot of like, if you go outside of Austin, there's a lot of places like that that are very like, like really? natural beauty. Like a lot of that is in Austin. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, so I know we're kind of running on time. So uh, mm -hmm. I have like a few little like quick questions. Um, just like, let's see. Who was your childhood crush? Um, you know what? Uh, I would say Ricky Martin. <laughs> <laughs> well. Oh, for real? Like, uh, Ricky Martin and Enrique Iglesias, those two? Oh, uh, okay. like, those, uh, they started, like, um, uh, that, that stereotype of, of how the, the handsome white man should look like. <laughs> Like in my in my eyes, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ricky is like, he's absolutely gorgeous. Did you did you watch the um the TV show about Versace about um damn what was it? It was called like American Crime Story about Gianni Versace. I have to. This is on my on my list. Um, yeah, Ricky Martin is in it, and he's amazing. Really good. I've never, I don't know if he's ever acted before. I don't think he has, but he's like the best actor on the whole show. Like, it's very interesting. Oh, yeah. Thanks for recommendation because I will definitely, I'll definitely uh, check it out because it sounds really interesting. It's, it's very good. It's on Netflix, I think, but yeah, it's really, really good. But yeah, that's funny. Ricky Martin and Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say Ricky more. But yeah. Enrique Iglesias is happily married, I think, two kids, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, and he's straight, and and it was so sad for me to to like see when Ricky came out of the closet. I'm like, no, it's probably the whole world of girls start crying at this time. <laughs> I know. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Not him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, why couldn't it be anyone else but him? yeah <laughs> Sad. sadly yeah for sure very interesting <laughs> and then uh like if you could film a scene with any celebrity who would it be oh celebrity mm. yeah you know what so that would be actually ricky martin <laughs> uh, because he's the sexiest guy uh in my opinion 
and um, I would uh, probably team him up with uh, J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez, who is uh, such a sexy, uh, uh, the sexiest girl in the world, I would say. So okay. I'd like to team those two uh, together. Yeah, that's, that's definitely my, uh, my conception here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah well ricky martin would have to do a lot more acting for that one yeah <laughs> <laughs> but jayla she's uh multitasking she can do anything like oh, yeah. she's my role model like like in many many ways yeah it's insane to me that she's like 50 mm -hmm. and looks the exact same mm -hmm. yeah. like she hasn't aged at all actually she has aged but in like a better way like she obviously is not doesn't look 25 anymore but she looks better now i think that yeah. she's 50. it's she, weird she's like um you say that in, um, in states too um that um to to age like a wine right you know the expression or no you do wait to do what to, to age like a wine it's better when it's aging Yes, yes, yeah, like aging like a like a fine wine, yeah. Like a wine, okay, you have right. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 it is, yeah, and yeah, there's just something about like white people like me, we don't age well at all. <laughs> like, we age like milk. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, you know what, uh, I think Chinese people, they don't, they don't age at all. True, true. They stay, they stay same. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but like, uh, like us, like we look, we do not look good. Like, yeah. like sometimes I wake up and I think I, I look like I'm 50 years old, and I'm like, what uh, the hell happened? Really? You look like <laughs> you, you like you're in your 20s. I don't know how old are you, but I am. Yeah, 27. So, but yeah, then you look young. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I don't feel young though. I feel old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, what okay this will be interesting because you know like i don't know if it's like this in europe but in the u.s we have a huge fascination and like attraction to accents mm -hmm. like people will have like you know a british accent a german accent whatever it is like what's an accent that you find to be like the sexiest accent tell you that i like irish accent like conor mcgregor's <laughs> <laughs> okay i do yeah. like it and you know what i've seen that movie um a uh, very interesting movie i can recommend you as well uh, the fall mm. uh, it's actually not the movie a show uh remember okay. the guy that played uh in uh, 50 shades of gray uh jamie dornan yeah this one yeah and he uh and his co-star was jillian anderson i won't tell you more Psychology, okay. psychological um thriller with the sociopath slash serial killer okay his accent though <laughs> yeah that's that's a good one you have you ever like, seen i think you would like yeah. it if you like the psychology and you like to study you know the um where the certain things are coming from, you would love it. Yeah. Oh, I'll definitely. Well, I love movies like that. Yeah, you're gonna try. You're gonna love it. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen Snatch with Brad Pitt? Mm -mm. No. He has like a really strong Irish accent in it. 
you should you should watch that it's just it's more funny than anything because his his accent like you can't understand anything he's saying because it's such a strong irish accent (laughs) i'll give it a try i I will i will look it up (laughs) good good yeah and then last last question if you could make like a porn parody or a spoof of any movie what would it be oh uh the parody you're saying probably so many parties have been already done oh, yeah. actually uh i would do you know what uh i would do aquaman <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh if okay. you find a guy like uh like uh, uh Jason Jason Mama, who i yeah. really really love he's such a sweet guy big guy mm-hmm. and handsome but yeah. uh very real as well you know not yeah. one of those like you know up with the nose up in the right, air right, right. he's such a downtown person and very very uh good person he he did he did a lot of uh, he was involved in lots of charities um so yeah i would feel uh the aquaman actually and i could i could uh i could actually get a part in it and i could i could play with him <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could definitely do it <laughs> or um, with an actor who looks like him <laughs> yeah yeah well it'd be pretty hard to find yeah yeah <laughs> but i would like to do it yeah for sure <laughs> that's a good one yeah yeah awesome well thank you so much like i really had a great time getting to know you and get to talk to you like it was great thank you uh yeah and uh, that was actually my uh my first podcast so i i enjoyed talking Ooh. to you as well great time and yeah we can definitely do it again in the future (laughs) definitely definitely where can uh where can people find you like do you have like anything that you want to promote um uh actually they can find me on twitter uh that's my um one account my social media account um i i don't have an instagram so twitter would be the only option Mm -hmm. and uh i'm on manifits when i uh talk to my fans in there and uh i'm on pornhub as well uh lots of great content to be posted soon uh it's it's uh, you know it's uh, it's getting better and better in uh in terms of like views so i'm happy to see that um that it pays off to create good content and yeah and also um um yeah for for now uh those are the the platforms i'm posting most stuff on but i'm planning to um you know to to start like registering uh myself on different ones as well it takes a lot of time uh but yeah for now those are the the biggest well i guess you just have to be prepared to die well what Cell phones, pay attention. I tell you, you start counting fire like a sucker. One, two, three.